Hey everybody, you're listening to the Combo Wombo Podcast. I'm Chip Monk, and with me as always is the Mr. Gimpy. Oh, you put some sauce on it today, dude. I put some no, sauce dude. on last week. You came back I always, with it. I like I always it. Bring, I always bring the fire, bro. Like every time I'm like, bro, you got you to come at it. The yeah. people want to hear it. They need that high energy. We got to give the people the high energy, bro. You did. You did. You came with it today. I appreciate that, man. You're, you're I, welcome. I got to say, I got to say, I've been looking forward to this episode all week dude and then yeah. you know why <laughs> yeah you're texting me in the middle of the week you're like hey how about we talk about this and i'm like yeah all right we could do that that sounds uh, good i was like i don't know how much i have to add to it but <laughs> it sounds like you got a lot to say so we, 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 it's we'll so get, funny get into it. we've like kind of teased the content for the last couple of weeks and it's not like we've been planning to do it it's that a certain game was came out a couple weeks ago and i've i was so excited for it that i keep mentioning it each pod and i'm looking yeah. at it and i'm like this is like the marvel movie level of teasers going on so yeah, it's been building up easter yeah. eggs at the the pod ends yeah man yeah but before we get it guests. before we get into it man how how you doing how's uh how's generic quest how's your gaming life what's up no uh, everything's been going really good i've been playing more overwatch but i've been so I've been doing those edits and putting them out uh, and people's biggest complaints are like the quality's trash uh, and your gameplay is even worse. And I'm like, yeah, those are true. Cause like, I don't know our other buddy who listens to this all the time. He's like, those people hate you. I'm like, no, they're just stating facts. Like, they're not wrong, bro. It's like one <laughs> thing if they're like, uh, you know, you, you're fat, you're ugly. I'm like, all right, whoa, you're getting kind of personal. Like that's, that's more subjective. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> but like when you're like, uh, you know, so objectively, like the quality isn't that great and you're not that good at the game. It's like, yeah, I'm in like silver rank uh, in the game and the quality is definitely bad. And that was because like I was streaming, saving the VOD, downloading the VOD, re-editing, then re-uploading. Yeah, so you like, get it. it was good quality. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent like four or five hours like messing with settings. So now I can finally record while I stream. Uh, and that's, that's huge. So like my next videos and like, because I batch everything so i'm always editing and recording during the week and then like saturday i edit so in like three weeks that's when like the quality improvements are coming because <laughs> like this whole next week's already done and then i'm starting the week after that already so yeah dude. Uh, but you know, yeah we, so, we've said it with the podcast as well it's it's get better over time. Like like your next yeah. your next one gets better each time. So you're just doing that with with your own personal content, and no one's hating it, man. Like if you look at your first edit versus your next one, you could tell your growth as an editor on, yeah. on one thing. Oh, I'm getting way better. <laughs> and and your use of effects has you you went through this little period where it was so much effects you couldn't see anything, but and yeah. now you've it, the visibility has gotten better. So I've seen your growth, and it's been fun to watch just as, as an outside you know fan so yeah. you're, you're you're hitting it dude and also your overwatch gameplay has, is getting crispy i will say yeah. that it's getting crispy dude. it's uh, so i've also spent so i spent a few hours getting the settings all right so i could record then i started watching like uh the video guides they're called like literally get good like g-i-t g-u-d <laughs> uh, like, i've watched a bunch of like uh guides on one specific character which is like reinhardt and i'm like uh practicing that and then I started watching a guy who was going from unranked to grandmaster with Reinhardt. And he's, it's like educational. So you can find it on YouTube. The video is like 13 hours long and I'm like five hours into it. Okay. Uh, but there's a lot of interesting and good information. And like, he's not the best, like it's one of his worst heroes. And like, I can kind of point out things he's doing wrong at certain points. And like, he'll say that he'll be like, oh yeah, I could have did this, could do that. And like, I'm like, yeah, you should have uh, done this. Like, he does things that I do that I know are wrong as well, like where you get a little cocky with like your shield and placement, right? Uh, and like you usually get like tagged down by the enemy team. And then he does other things where like uh, a hero will alt and like it pulls all the enemy team together. And like your gut instinct as Reinhardt is to just keep shielding to let your teammates kill. But I think that's wrong. Like you're just supposed to just start swinging like a mad lad when that happens because you do like 75 damage each hit. So you can get off like four hits, you know, like you can kill like the weakest, like uh, healers and uh, damage dealers. So like yeah. the only one that's going to be left is the tank. So you do like your three, four hits and then you charge and like you charge out the uh, tank and you kill all the teammates uh, on that team. And like you just keep like semi-circling the enemy team because like, 
when they when you get sucked in like everyone starts panicking and so like if you're on the receiving end of that i found if you just start shooting like you pick like your closest target and just start like gunning down or like attacking that person like if you're getting that all you usually end up killing them so you can usually take down like one or two uh okay. but if you get pulled and you're the rhine you just hold your shield at that point but if you're the guy on the other side you just start swinging hard uh so it's i don't know it's weird yeah, just you know, just little little gameplay tweaks. So I've been yeah. learning that uh, stuff. So How's I'm, the I'm fun getting better. Factor? Is that still is that still apparent? You're still having fun with it. Uh, I would say like I'm still like having games where I'm getting super frustrated, especially like playing a tank. Like you're more at the whims of your team. Yes. So like you saw me in the one game. You're like, bro, it looked like they snatched your soul at the end of that game. <laughs> I was like, did. <laughs> uh, I was just super frustrated because I was like, the guy came in and like I was like, all right, he's obviously trolling. Like he had like a troll name. Uh, he was like being like really uh, disgusting on the comms, so I muted him right away. And I was just like, "Well, this one I'm just going to lose because this person's trolling right from the jump. <laughs> like, there's there's nothing you can do about it." Uh, I'm like, I literally have to sit here for like 20 minutes and be trolled uh, by this kid. Uh, so I reported him, and then like the next time I logged in, they're like, "Yeah, we took action. Don't worry about it." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> uh, so it. yeah, I don't know. Use use the report features if people are like purposely making your game worse. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you know. I think gaming, uh, online gaming, has definitely come a long way from the days of of like myself cutting my teeth in Unreal Tournament and Quake Three back in the day. You know, yeah. like before you could vote kick, and that was pretty much it. There's no report feature. All the servers were community ran. Uh, you know, you relied on mod tools and shit like that. Um, having matchmaking has has its own just annoyances but um i think reporting features and things like that the ones that do work some things especially the ones that will let you know what happened like sometimes yeah. giving giving you like a little breadcrumb of going hey we took action is enough to keep to make you feel better and to keep playing the game like yeah, uh, even if they didn't do anything <laughs> like i think counter-strike had had it for a while before they would let you know like you'd never know if a person, like if you reported someone in there yeah. for you know cheating or or toxic behavior or anything like that, you'd never know. And uh, you know, it's just messed with some people's psyches, dude. It's it is what it is, though. And, it's, that's, yeah. I, I think I think when you get into the cesspool of online gaming, uh, you invite all kinds. And sure. And uh, you, well, you it's like they, that's their skin, game, but, right? But yeah, that's their yeah. game. They're having fun trolling people. Like that's the game they're playing. Their game is like, I'm going to tilt uh, either the enemy team or my team. And that's funny to me uh, because, you know, I have nothing else going on in my life. Right, <laughs> and that's right. And that's fun. You know, like that's fun for some people. But for me, like I'm there, I just want to win the game. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's the fun I'm there for is like beating the other team. And I feel like we could do it if we all work together. Uh, for sure. And like there's definitely like I think we've talked about before on here, too, where there's a psychological aspect as well like when you're like typing things out to the enemy team which you can do in overwatch yep so it's like if you like are just targeting one teammate and you're like oh you're uh you know whoever's throwing your orissa like the main tank on the other team you're like oh they're yep. throwing their way out of place lol like that like you can get people to leave and then like you basically got them down a, a player so you won because you Right, uh, you trolled them to, to to leaving the game. Yeah, and you did. Right. You weren't toxic about it. You just like were pointing out the fact that it'd be like, hey, they're dying a lot, right? So I don't like psychological warfare has always been a part of like competitive sports, even like in the real world where you'll see like athletes like getting inside their opponent's head, like in boxing or you know baseball or whatever, where like they'll have like pep rallies or they'll steal like the other team's mascot or whatever, you know, like yeah, this yeah. dumb stuff has always been part of uh, trolling in competition has been around as long as competition has been around. Yeah. Um, it, it's a, it's a legitimate strategy as long as you keep it, you know, clean, like, uh, you know, nobody wants you to cross the line where like laws getting involved, but like, right. you know, just like a good competitive, like, like, Oh, I'm going to destroy this guy. I'm a, I'm a mad person. He has no idea who he's up against boxing. And then, you know, he drives his car and he like, just has his headlights on pointing at the guy's house. <laughs> All night, just like blasty music, just sitting in his car. He's like, is this guy coming out? Like, what's he doing? You know, there's uh there. So there is something to be said about that, right? Like, yeah. Like having the thicker skin and competitive in a competitive atmosphere, um, it's it's a part of the it's like the mind games that are get get played that if you can overcome that that's just another level of you being better, and and coming from like an, a competitive background, people would shit talk in LAN events, right? Yeah, like I, I, I mean, you them, can see it in like uh, Evo, like they still yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the fighting game community—they're always shit talking, and that's like yeah. that's 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 like their own thing. 
but like like these pro events a lot of the times like they're separated through by glass and things like that um older land events you'd have like pros screaming across the other side talking shit to yeah. each other um uh, when I when I did LAN events, um, I was in the era where people were either across from you, you know, or sitting next to you, or sep or like on a separate like uh, table like setup, a table, like yeah. on the other side. This you could always hear. So I remember um, uh, Halo event that I was doing. Um, uh, There's just a Slayer event, and so it's everybody against everybody, eight on eight, and everyone in the whole thing. They were we were all talking crap to each other. We were all yeah. like going off, and people people were in the in the crowd were were going off at, at you know some some sick plays, and yeah. the only rule was you couldn't you couldn't uh, go above and be like over the top but yeah. the organizers did not state what was over the top and one yeah. of the things <laughs> halo um shooters in general are known for is the teabagging right yeah um when i was when i was in an event um i was playing against one of my friends who was happened to be in the same deathmatch as i and since even to this day if we play a deathmatch with deathmatch with each other we would teabag whoever killed whoever right yeah. so just you know the shit talk and everything else. I uh, killed my buddy three times in a row. Teabagged him all three times. I get kicked out of the event for unsportsmanlike <laughs> behavior, but I, I wasn't doing it to anyone else, right? And, and plus, I was pretty well known in the local community too, so everyone yeah. knew who I was going up against. What we always do. I just got yeah. carried away, right? And was Took I being toxic? Sure, if you were if you were outside looking in. So I didn't question the the ban, right? But, yeah. um, you know, time and place, but also you're competing. So, and if the other person, like, they, my buddy did it to me, but he only killed me once and I killed him, you know, three times in a row. So it's like, yeah. you know, uh, it's a bit so, much. Yeah. yeah I now, mean, the people will do that to you in Overwatch where, like, you'll get yeah, a teabag. Yeah. People I mean, do it's it just in like, Valorant all the time. It's not a big yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I know uh, I'm going to start targeting that person. <laughs> yep, uh, yep. So like it happened to me, and dude. I was like, "Oh, this guy's messed up." I, like he has no idea what what he's about to like. I'm going full try hard now. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. Like uh, I I feel like most of the time when we're playing games too, like in a non competitive setting, I'm only at about like seventy to eighty percent. Especially like if you're streaming, like I'm not really focused on that. I'm like you know trying to entertain, talk with like chat, sure. uh, and I'm thinking like in my head like what mistakes am I making? What can I do better? How can I position myself? I'm not thinking like how can I best play like mechanically right now and like I, I would say like you probably have like another 30 40 percent in the tank where you're like all right let me get like hyper focus in like forget chat shut off the camera let's go full try hard uh and just like really focus in uh i think that leads to hype moments and for me i'm a can uh, like i love being in the spotlight i love eyes on me right it feels yeah. me so a lot of times like there's a couple of clips on my channel from fighting game stuff where you know the dude was like beating the shit out of me uh there's a one that i always bring up where it's myself versus an aaron black and that that night i was just getting dominated by aaron blacks every time and i was like okay no more so i'm i'm like dead silent <laughs> on the thing so, <laughs> so that part probably wasn't entertaining but i go in on this dude right i, I yeah. full combo him twice in a row um reset and continue comboing this dude couldn't do anything he tries to throw out some bullshit at the end and i parry it and <laughs> just wreck him and and uh and to do a uh, mercy in mortal Kombat, it's the teabag motion <laughs> so you teabag in front you give the them a, like a little sliver of life to come back and then i you know beat him again um and you know, I went off uh, uh, like I got super hype at the end when I beat him finally. But you know that I don't think I was being toxic, right? That's just fighting game shit. That's you being yeah. in the zone and like if if you're playing something where you're punching someone in the face, like it, it brings out that level of uh, the human just animalistic tendencies, right? Where you're just gonna, yeah. gonna mean, do what you can. It's kind of like the beauty of video games and one of their traps and pitfalls is like it does hijack like our base or like reward systems, like where it's like you can play a game and you get all these achievements and like you feel great and it's like, but you're not really, you know, accomplishing things. And that's always been the knock on video games from like a parent's perspective. They're like, why don't you kids go out there and do something, go, go to the park. And then like, when you're out at the park, they're calling the cops on you. They're like, why are these kids out at the park? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> they're, right. they're up to no good. I, I know it. Uh, so it's like, I don't know, you can't win as a kid. Like you always, uh, at, but like, yeah, vid video games definitely uh, take that reward system and they they feed and play off that and stuff. So yeah, I, I remember like telling people like, uh, 
matchmaking and stuff, how they will rig it on the back end where they match you against worse opponents every few matches to make you feel better about yourself so you keep playing the game. Right. So it's like it's like the same as like slot machines where they're like it's like one in fifteen, you're gonna get like sub like a bigger win. Uh they do the same thing for a lot of online matchmaking games, like for Elo. They'll matchmake you like every like seven to eight games against like people who have like no business playing you and you just stomp them and you're like, wow, I'm really good at this game now. It's like, <laughs> no, like they're they're tricking you. Uh, there's like, uh you can tell the games that use true chess style Elo versus ones that that uh game it so you yeah. feel good like you could definitely tell like i, I don't i don't have a problem with either way because i realize yeah. keeping your player base happy is a thing uh yeah i, I think it's good for both right because you want to be against better opponents to get better right yep. so it's like if you only play against people that are the same level as you like you're not going to grow as much as playing against somebody who's like twice as good as you or like you know a quarter percent better than you so if you come against like bigger and better competition, you're like, oh, there's a higher ceiling to this. Like I thought I was good, but I can keep yeah. getting better. Like there's still more to learn. And like you can learn that from your opponent. Like if you have like a growth mindset going into a game, we could be like, oh, I didn't even know you could take that corner. I didn't even know this was a position. I didn't know like you could set up like a yep. flank that way or whatever it is. And like luckily with a lot of like newer online games, like you can like look at the replays and stuff too. So you could go from like, oh, this is BS, this guy's cheating, to like, if you're like more open and you're like, look at like what they're doing, you're like, oh, okay, they're just taking better positioning, and yep. they're like, they already have like their cursor placed to like where I'm likely to go. So they're just making like micro adjustments, whereas like I'm always realigning, and that's like, there's, you know, there's a very very famous Counter Strike uh, pro match that happened on the map was Cash, and this pro guy has an op he's at spawn and he timed it to where the cts usually will be leaving a certain area to rush to go mid to yeah. one minute 49 seconds and he realized that you could wall bang from spawn to there to looking looking mid and typically could get a kill because that's when they all run out he did it he did it twice i believe in a fucking pro event and people yeah. were going fucking crazy and it's because <laughs> you know like game game sense and game knowledge just went out he knew he timed it man that's like yeah. uh, you know and uh, so it's you know, you, you, you learn, you learn. It's you, huge. That, I mean, that was like big in quake three. Like you had to know like the spawns, how yeah. long, yes. how long it takes for like the mega charges and everything else to respawn. Yep. You're like, okay, I know I can make basically what it comes down. Duels were based yeah. on the, on the item spawns. <laughs> yep. so, yeah. Like there's a lot of that in like overwatch where they have like item spawns for like health packs and stuff. So it's like, if you don't know where those health packs are, if you don't know like the timings, uh, especially like if you're playing a tank, like Reinhardt who goes all in, like you always want to move all into like where you want to go. And that should be like, you know, based on like routing and timing. And that's like a higher level gameplay. Like, like you're saying game sense and stuff that like, so like you said, like I have no problem with either or where it's like, you, you're just playing against like the same level of competition, but there's something about playing against better level competition or even just like, you know, luckily we're at an age again where like, even if you don't have a replay of that, like you can go on YouTube and watch like high level, like, top 500 players in the world, grandmasters, uh, pro pro players who play on a professional level uh, and like learn from them, uh, which is like one of the reasons why I didn't get, so I said all that just to say, that's why I haven't been salty about my YouTube comments where people are like, you're no good at this game. I'm like, yeah, bro, nobody's coming Full to circle. my, yeah, <laughs> nobody's coming to watch my silver gameplay uh, for like, you know, the, if they want to see high level gameplay, it's out there, you know? Right. Uh, they're coming to a, a stream to be entertained, especially like a smaller streamer. Like it's not about like being a god tier gamer at that point. But like, yeah, I'm trying to get better though. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you're, you're you're trying to get better, but you're also doing something to entertain not only yourselves yourself but others. Because yeah. uh, some of your edits just <laughs> like the meme level is a thousand. You know, like yeah. like game gameplay gameplay silver gameplay, but the meme levels you know diamond. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you so, want to keep. And I think that's why people are upset too, because they're like, "Why is this so entertaining but so bad?" And I'm like, "Yeah, because I want to be entertained. Why is this to be fun?" Like, one of my favorite uh, edits of, of yours was the dinosaur one, which is just, just running. Right right. There's just the dinosaur. They're like, "What the hell?" Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Well, like that. Uh, I think that's Hollywood Boulevard. That stage. Yeah. And like, you're on a studio lot. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm playing with that idea where like I have like studio creatures in the in the memes where it's like if there's dinosaurs i have minions show up at one point like there's all kinds of like little easter eggs and like i try to layer things up so like it's rewatchable you can watch it like two or three times and like get something different every time 
Uh, yeah yeah so, you, I don't you're, know, you're like, switching up your styles too man like the one where yeah. you're where you're taking like a drink or whatever and you're reminiscing or or whatever just was a, a fantastic fantastic concept and edit so, yeah yeah you know, no like stuff. it's weird i'm like i'm telling like a bigger narrative story through all of my like the montages so like if you watch the montage playlist like there's like a story going on like but that you only get if you start like watch it continuously all the way through you're like and then, like, you'll watch it and you'll be like, did this guy have a plan this whole time? And they're like, yeah, I did. <laughs> like, you, you watch things that are, like, weeks and weeks apart, like, a month later. And you're like, did he plan that from the beginning? I'm like, yeah, I did. Like, I, I have, like, the next, like, eight or nine videos, like, planned out in my head on, like, where I want to go, like, story-wise, narrative. Like, it's going to end up with me time traveling in the videos to, like, play this other character, uh, <laughs> Tracer. Like, okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's, it's nuts, dude. Like, okay. okay. I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to tell it. Like, like a good story and i think people don't understand how hard it is to tell like a good story like if you cut it up into clips in like 15 seconds like try and tell a full story yeah uh, the simpsons famously did that with the mcbain movies so if you yeah. take all of the mcbain clips from like the first i think it's the first 10 seasons they form a full movie <laughs> like a full yeah, piece of movies so it's 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 happened like what like like everything in entertainment simpsons did it but you yeah know, they did it you first know, you, uh, you have you have an inspiration for it <laughs> yeah man and uh it's been fun i don't know i try and keep it fun and like that's going to keep you working on and doing it but for sure for sure bro. I'll have, I've, I've, I've given myself six months like i want to go hard on it for six months and then uh, i'll see reassess at that point sure sure Hey man, I'm I'm having fun watching you, man. So so as long as you do it, I'm there. Yeah, I saw you put out like a Halo Two montage or a Halo Infinite. Yeah, Halo that... Infinite montage, yeah, ah. yeah. Just uh, I, I wanted, to, and when the full game comes out, I'll definitely do more. Um, nice. I just the professor just was like, I saw that. It looked like he was like a cop in your style. It's like, bro, all montages look basically the same, bro. <laughs> I was like, that's just how they are. True, true. No, I, I definitely did my own my own spin um, on it, and. I will say, like, I had to pull the VODs as well, just just because it's the nature of the beast. I, uh, yeah. What I wanted to do with the montage, I wish I recorded, I, I wish I had the ability to record every session when I played Halo Infinite, because there's some plays that happened that are still in my head that just didn't get captured on on, yeah. on camera. Um, so I was like, you know, this montage is missing some of the clips that I, I fully remember. So I was like, let's just do this for fun, because I've been talking about it for a while, the pod that I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, and I had like it started, but I wanted to get collect all the clips and I'm realizing I only streamed a couple of days for the for infinite versus it's hard even if you played. have all the footage because like I yeah. like because when you said that it, like uh popped a memory into my head where like there's like a part where like I was like playing my champion and like I'm talking with chat like somebody showed up I was like oh yeah blah 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 and then like there's like a perfect alignment of like all of the enemy team like they had no idea I had like the perfect flank on them and I was like, wait, hold on one second. I have to kill all these guys. And like, <laughs> I just turned, I wiped the entire enemy team and I just like continued talking. And yeah, I was like, dude. this is like, I think like you could have planned like something like that better. And like, I just have no idea where it is, like in the footage. Yeah. Cause there's so much of it. Like, yeah. I'm just when, like, eh, whatever. True. When I made that uh, montage as well, it, it was, it's, it's, it was purely for me. You know, I wanted to, since, since we're, we're editing this pod, I'm, I'm switching programs that I'm, I'm using primarily. So it's like, yeah. I want to make sure it's set up for when I'm deeper in editing the pod, you know? So I set my hotkeys, did everything else, and then, and then made a video to know, to learn the workflow and things like that. So, so when I accomplished my goal, I finished a montage video. I learned more about this program and you know, I, I put it out there. Like, Where can people find that? Where'd you put it out? Yeah, Gimpy TV is the YouTube. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, you can throw the link in there if you'd like. That's fine. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's not, I'm not going to say, oh, it's the greatest montage you'll ever see. It's the greatest gameplay, but I had fun with it, you know? Yeah. And what's funny is I didn't realize because I never consider myself like a sniper player, right? Yeah. But, I had some sick ass snipes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, some crispy like snipes, dude. Some crazy like ass some doubles, triples. And shit yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Typically, I'm like a rifler and like entry person, but and, you know, the battle rifle, the pistol is usually my my game. But I was hitting some nasty ass like no scopes and, and quick scopes and shit. So, uh, you know, you, you don't know until you go back and you're looking at the clips. You know, yeah. Um, you're just like, well, man, I was putting in some work here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I had fun with it. Thanks for uh, shouting, shouting that out, dude. I'm happy you watched it. Uh, like I said, I basically yeah. made it for me, and if and, you know, shared it with the buddies, you know. So I always feel like fun. you're way better at promoting stuff than me too, dude. Like I'm looking at your video, I'm like, how's he already have so many views? I have none. Like, 
there's uh i mean i was in marketing for a while but that's something yeah. that i just put out like i said for me but i know people too so it's like yeah it's like, i hey, know nobody dude that. you know i think that's, I think that's my problem i live yeah. a hermit lifestyle of like i don't want to <laughs> deal with people <laughs> it's all right that's all right yeah but it uh is. but yeah man i've i've uh for me like valorant Valorant last week was good. Uh, we, I got another buddy to play. Um, he, so he's going to be our fill for ranks on Wednesdays. Uh, shout out Emperor Endo. Uh, Lempke is his uh, Valorant name. Uh, he's learning the game and he caught the bug and uh, just started grinding out. The Valorant out. bug? Yeah, just started grinding out after we streamed. And so I'm excited to see what we what he brings to ranked. Yeah, I heard um, like a couple of you guys have been like watching like videos on like placement and stuff too. Like you guys have been get, taking it more serious to another level. It's, the memes are still there, but it's within the game now. Uh, yeah. There's there's some really funny raise plays I made when I, when I was playing in, in ranked. It's like raise is pretty great as I'm throwing the uh, satchel charge down, flying in, headshotting people as with the pistols I'm, as I'm going in. <laughs> uh, so you know some 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 fun meme meme plays. But uh, I gonna do some you know. uh, Valorant uh, montages, some vignettes. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe um, I think when I when I get to the next tier of rank. Maybe I'll do like oh, yeah. a, like a from this rank to this rank uh, montage, just kind of compress it. Just and like I said, uh, the montages. I'm not trying to get huge or anything. I I enjoy editing and I enjoy yeah. I enjoy having something to to commemorate the experience. Like I wish I I wish I did that for Counter Strike when I got all the way to you know LEM. Like I wish mm -hmm. I I had like some, some video evidence and you know you know and there, there's like saved videos and stuff, but no, no one's gonna go do that. And, and like it's I said, once again. It's just for me. It's like those those reminiscent moments where you're just like, man, remember that? That was fun. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's more been about flexing like my special effects muscles because that's like what I enjoy is like high level video compositing. Yeah, uh, and like I told my buddy, I was like, I kind of want to make like just a blog of me walking around uh, and like adding like special effects to like different like parts of the city where like you know like make it more sci-fi or supernatural and like just do yeah. different like crazy special effects like in real in the real world i went through uh, that phase then, for a while when i uh um, yeah. when i started learning after effects as a teenager and uh premiere i there's no proper film class for me but i was super interested in it like and like yeah. i said previous on the pod and, and to you personally like i wanted to get into film that was that was my dream i wanted to you know do you still want to do anything with film man i feel like it's become easier and easier like everybody's just like you just need a cell phone that's it like you go on craigslist find some actors <laughs> you know I mean, I, find some theater kids i think i have a heavy appreciation for it but i don't want to do the legwork and i yeah, realize it's a lot that, of work which is which is why i didn't pursue film more now it's like a very a very intense hobby i would say yeah um but i i don't want to pursue it as to do uh, something as making would, like a full production a prosumer is that the level you're at yes yes uh -huh. like i i could see myself having high quality editing equipment high quality cameras and stuff just lying yeah. around <laughs> but i don't think i would do anything maybe, maybe um I, I do have a have an idea for a stream I, intro that i want to feel like to that's do. where i'm at too like with my art like i have like one of those uh screens you can draw on now yeah i've had that for yeah, like a year i just haven't told anybody i haven't really been i showed you some of the concept art i've yep. like doodled on that and stuff but like Every once in a while, like you said, like I just, you have like a bunch of high level equipment just laying around like that thing's in my closet. I have like a synth keyboard too. like every <laughs> once in a while, I'm going to like get out and like, you know, bust out some music. I've like, you know, my guitar or whatever, like I'll, I'll jam out. Uh, yeah. But yeah. it's not like anything where I'm like seriously grinding and like taking it serious. But right. I always I think... try and stay humble, too, because I, I feel like you as well, mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, I, I have a huge appreciation for film and art and everything. But. Uh, I watched Black Widow the other day, the yeah. movie. Yep. Uh, and I was like, this movie's all right. Like, because I, I watched all these reviews on it, everyone was like, this movie's terrible, the plot, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, I think maybe because I've been editing a lot, I was like, ah, you could probably cut out like 25, 30 minutes from this movie of just like chafe. Uh, <laughs> like the, the start of the movie, like all that can just go. Like with the little kids. I, I, I don't think you need it. I, I don't think you need it. I thought I think, that was the best part. That was the best filmmaking part of the entire movie um, yeah. you basically were watching an oliver stone movie for the first 20 minutes and i fucking yep. loved it <laughs> the, it is but then like i would say like the tonal shift from that to like action movie like you don't need it <laughs> like, okay yeah yeah like so, it's so like i've been studying more and more like just looking at like 
video and analytics and all this bullshit like uh, that you do, uh, you lose 30% of the people whenever you have a tonal shift in your videos. So like for me, like even like when I'm doing like these 30 second one minute videos and like I'll look at like when do people tune out? Uh, I don't even need to look at like the graph anymore. I can just like watch the video that I made and I'll be like, oh, there's a huge tone shift right here. This is this second right here, second 17 of this video out of a minute is when I'm going to lose 30% of the people because the tone shifts completely to like yeah. uh, something different. Uh, and then like I'll go and I'll look at the analytics. I'm like, yeah, sure enough, like 30% of the people just like drop out because they signed up for one ride and then like they're getting something else. So I think that's where a lot of the bad reviews come from because they're like, how come the rest of the movie didn't stick with this tone? And it's like, because it's a movie, you idiot. <laughs> like, and like, I, it, they're great. Yeah. They're both good. Like I uh, absolutely loved the beginning tone of that movie and wished yeah. it kept the entire thing. Um, but, you know, I, I thought the movie was the run-of-the-mill Marvel movie where it's not great, it's not bad. You know, it's, yeah. it's definitely slots right in the middle. Um, like most people, it. it came out way too late. Like, she should have had it um, phase three. Like, like it should have been the first movie of phase three before avengers like they all came back together but that's that's another pod um so let's <laughs> let's uh let's get to the nitty-gritty but buddy let's uh let's talk there's Talking, a little speaking of tonal shifts <laughs> speaking of tonal shifts there's 30 percent of our people right there yep. um, <laughs> uh metroid metroid dread came out and uh as i said back in august when it was announced where what was the release date and stuff was announced i was fucking hyped for this game right yeah um I bought it on release day. Uh, I played it over the weekend um, in release, and we're going through my second playthrough right now. The game is amazing. I absolutely loved it. It met all of my personal expectations, and I decided to talk to other people about it. And while the game is audience scores is very well, review scores are very well, there's a couple of outliers who hated some aspects of the game or saying that some aspects of the game is broken. Nintendo came out with with a with a bug fix. There there was a legitimate like soft soft lock that would happen. The worst thing they did was acknowledge this as a soft lock because now people who are secrets breaking and trying to you know get power ups before they are supposed yeah. to in the game, uh, uh, they're like found a soft lock. That's the big thing on Twitter right now for Metro. <laughs> it's like found a soft lock. This is a soft lock. No, it's not. Like like you sequence broke to get there. Use the advanced tricks you you learned to get out of where you are half of these things like there's another guy i can't remember his name because i i was i was up they super late looking at exact it exact same issue with hollow knight yes where yes. they had like a, a bunch of like uh high level tricks you could use to get in places that you shouldn't and the creators of that game are like that's good we know about a lot of them and then they're like oh the community actually found stuff that we didn't even know about mm -hmm. and then they're like they only had like one or two soft locks that they had to go in and patch because like it broke the game right <laughs> but uh, where they're like, yeah, you can't get out of this area once you get in there, be, like because you don't have like this item you can't get because it's in another area. Right, right. But there is the thing: like anyone who's making a Metroidvania know that anyone who plays a Metroidvania is gonna break it. Like, yep. like that's that's the game. That's the fun in it. And and these people finding us, they like they have the advanced techniques to get to these areas, but they the people who are finding soft locks don't have the same advanced techniques to get out of the area. So there's this uh, guy going around, and I'm I I can't remember. Like I said, I was up too late looking at it. I should have saved his Twitter name, but um, <laughs> uh, he's been going and finding people who've posted found a soft lock, finding that same thing, and then getting out of it, showing them how. He's like, you're just not that good at the game yet. Keep at it. He's not being like <laughs> trolly with it. He's being like sincere and showing that the game's not actually broken. Like you use these advanced tricks to get here, use the same advanced tricks to get out. You just have the timing's just a little different. Um, yeah. So, you know, I and I, I think on my first playthrough, I only did one sequence break just from sheer power of will. Um, and and I didn't think it was. I, I was like, yeah, oh, that was a kind of a difficult platforming section, right? Um, yeah. And then, and then um, after I beat it, I looked. I was like, oh, I, I wasn't supposed to get this till then. But <laughs> that's the beauty of Metroidvanias, man. Like, like you play it how you want to play. You look for little tidbits and and things, and you and you find your way. Um, uh, there's there's uh, the other thing on on Twitter going out right now is saying that uh, 
the game is the game is too difficult you don't they don't know where to go at the beginning of the game it tells you if you're stuck start shooting the wall around you still shooting the ground like there, you, there's always a way through there's always a way to go and some people are all like there's a part of the very beginning of the game where where it's like you're in this room that there's nothing else to do and you're kind of stuck because a boss like collapses a level um or not a boss it's like you did a sequence of events that kind of blocked your path the other way so you you have to think from from like so many people are are, are used to their hand being held that it's insane. Um, yeah. you, like think think use your use this up here use your brain. You use know that knocking like the game the game even tells you shoot shit around you and sure <laughs> enough there's a there's you know a block you can break and then and then um, is it the glowing? Other, no, it's not glowing. There's, <laughs> there's I'm, only, I'm they, lost. they do they do use like some glowing things like the things you can blow up. But yep. that those are like the you know rocket head moment, you know. But then yep. there's other ones where you could see the path past the block. You know, it's like you see you see something you can't get to. You're like, how do I get there? Fucking shoot the shoot the block. You know. Um, <laughs> but that's that's something for me too. That maybe I take that for granted because I enjoy the Metroid series quite a bit. Um, yeah. I'm used to like some abstract ass solutions and stuff, and I look for them. And maybe that's why I had you know a easier time with the game than other people um the game also some people criticize like the combat because they added like the counter system from metroid to samus returns the remake and i actually thought that was fun i really like a visceral feel in my in my boss fights and games and stuff and uh when you do 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 a, a count a proper counter on a boss that you get a really cool sequence so i liked it but i could see where some purists didn't um overall the game um, I would say that it definitely lines up perfectly in the 2D Metroid universe. Um, it's it's yeah, definitely it's deserving like 3D, of all the but praise. It's, it's a yeah. 2D game. Yep. I was watching somebody played on uh, my buddy Virus Returns was streaming it. Okay, uh, shout on out Twitch. Shout <laughs> yeah. out to Virus Returns. Uh, I feel yeah. He's he's been streaming it. He's a speedrunner or whatever. But like, oh, okay, yeah. He's, he's been streaming it, and I was watching him play some of it, but like. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is 2D. I didn't know because like the last ones have been all 3D, and like I know they They're were the Prime series. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's been 12 years. Maybe, actually, shit, maybe 17 years or something since a Fusion. Long time. I can't it's remember. Been a long but, while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's dude. It it fits perfectly with all the other Metroids. Um, I'm looking forward to doing a full playthrough of the series. Um, I plan on going. Oh, so you're saying this is your second playthrough? Are you noticing anything just, different? Started. Yeah. Like for you playing wise, like as more things open up or like there are more possibilities when you go into things, are you getting those aha moments where you're like, oh, I could have done this. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We already got definitely. a few of those. There's, there's a few, there's a few, like, like there's one, I, I don't want to like spoil things, but there's definitely, yeah. I, I definitely sequence broke, uh, right away. You mm-hmm. can, you can skip one of the first encounters in the game that I figured out and it, makes you skipping this area just kind of superpowers you for the rest of the first sequence in the game and it's very mm-hmm. fun to figure out i don't want to spoil it but yeah i have found some things like that just noticing it's noticing fun yeah i but felt that, like i get those like kind of like you said like you don't know if it's because you're old or whatever <laughs> i felt that way about like when i was playing uh celeste where like there's like certain areas where i think like a lot of people got stuck in that game and, like i just like breezed right past because i was just like i was more open to problem solving on my own instead of like a handholdy solution yes so there's like a lot of things you'll come to and there's like the obvious solution yep. and then there's like other things that you kind of notice and maybe it's because we're game designers yeah so like yes. we look at things and i'm like they definitely didn't just put that there randomly let me try and like use this real quick and then like you'll use like a, a you know a wall jump or something to get past something that like you uh in theory shouldn't be able to but like you're like obviously again like we said like at the start of this we're like game designers know they like you're trying to break like sequences in their game yep. uh, when they're like open like this. And like a lot of times they'll put stuff out there for you to use in a certain way. Uh, it's like the whole game didn't come together by accident. There was like a lot of high level thought, a lot of like <laughs> testing, a lot of uh, forethought that went into a lot of areas. And like you can't account for like every possibility, but like you open up the world to possibilities like when you're designing from the the top down. Yeah, I, I will say that the the biggest plus to a metroid in this day and age is it was the forefather 
and the children it spawned did things differently that it itself could learn from. Like, Super Metroid is considered the absolute pinnacle of the Metroidvania genre, right? You have uh, Super Metroid and you have Castlevania Symphony of the Night being the the top two OGs. This is where Metroidvania came from. Yeah. I would argue that if you if you if we go back and you, we frame it from we take the last twenty years of development from Super Metroid and Castlevania to today, Hollow Knight belongs in there. I would consider Hollow Knight being a part of the big three. I, I I don't know, yeah. but, but, you know, I don't know what I don't think this, term you would get but... any disagreement like what you would call like a hollow metrovania. Yeah, yeah, right. Like now, now they're called like exploration platformers. Which how about Hovania? Hovania, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's it's I can't state how like from an indie dev standpoint how fucking proud I am of the Hollow Knight devs. For doing yeah. what they did and creating such a banger and a, such a classic that stands up to these titans of of the genre, you know, these two creators of the genre, um, yeah. I think I think that uh, with with Metroidvanias and people having experience with them in a, in a modern sense, go, some people going back to Metroid and how Metroid does things was a little jarring. And at, from the outside looking in, I can see, but. I, I am truthfully blinded as a fan because I expect some of these things. So yeah. I, I even no matter how hard I try, I cannot stop from being biased on that. So there, there's one point in Metroid Dread where uh, one of the bosses has a random, random attack sequence where you can't actually hurt him. You have to just dodge and wait. And yep. uh, my you know, my brother-in-law, my fellow game designer, you know, co- co-owner of Danger Kings, uh, we were talking about it. And he goes, that's just bad game design, dude. You can't, why would you have that? And I'm like, I, I disagreed. And I, I'd like to have your your opinion of this, Chip. So there's a there's a boss where it has, where it's set random so you, you could, like, not harm its weak spot, right? Yeah. And you'd have to, like, kind of wait till the weak spot sh- showed itself and then you would you could be able to do it. Apparently, some people... And I can't confirm or deny this because it's all hearsay. Cause it hasn't happened to me. Um, saying that they got stuck in a loop where they could never harm the boss, right? I've yeah. never had that happen, and my and my brother in law hasn't had that happen to himself either. But he's going off of like the zeitgeist saying that you know that happened. He's like, "That's terrible game design. Why would you ever do that?" And I'm like, "There's other games that have used complete random events to have different experiences for everyone else yeah. in this." That I was like, I. I don't mind it. I don't want every boss to be just like a pattern, a sequence pattern recognition event. I I, I want everyone to have a different experience yeah. on certain things. So what are, what are your thoughts on this? I think there can be times when like you sequence break something and like they ends up like being perma invincible or whatever. And like, yeah, that sucks. And I know when, uh, what was his name? Uh, who uh, designed Civ and everything else like- uh, Sid Meier. Yeah, Sid Sid Meier has a GDC talk about this as like a randomness. And he talks about like in civilization, he would have like people beta testing and he was like, he'd come up and it was like a 50% chance of winning in a battle uh, and they would lose. And they're like, yeah, that was fine. But then they went to another battle that was 50% and they lost that one too. And they're like, Sid, what's up with that? And he goes, what's 50%? He goes, yeah, but I fought him a third time with 50% and I lost that one too. I lost three times in a row. Says 50%. And he goes, yeah, dude, that's a gambler's fallacy. Like the previous yes, sequence of events doesn't have. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but like he realized that and like went back to the drawing board and like would have past events affect next level events. So it's like the numbers they show you are, you know, fudge. They're lying. They're lying to you, but they, they want to give you a better end user experience. Yep. Uh, so I could see that for like a random sequences of invincibility where it's like maybe they have it at like 10%. But then, like every once in a while, like you do that sequence, you know, a ten thousand times. What's the odds of it being, you know, ten percent, you know, ten times in a row? And yeah. like eventually, you're gonna hit that. It's it's very likely, right? Can it's I like get, the old coin flip. Let me give you the other the other end of this coin too. Um, that was a big part of our discussion that we just kind of dropped and agreed to disagree. No boss in Metroid is is uh, you can avoid every single attack in in metroid dread like no yep. no there's no unguardable like you have to take this hit attack you through your gameplay you can dodge or or 100 percent of things 
right? Mm. <laughs> Dodge a counter a hundred percent of the dip, things. Roll. <laughs> so so this boss, Jump. like like if it, if it truly is RNG and it's truly people are getting in these sequences, I argue that they need to get better. And that that yeah. is where our the the basis of our argument is. He's saying it's bad game design because you can't um, RNG a boss to, for everyone. It was like some people are stuck on it forever, and other people leave. And I would argue that that that's just that's just state of of how good you are at the game, right? It was like bosses yeah. are a challenge to of the mechanics you've learned so far. And I would argue that people knowing these mechanics to successfully dodge for however amount amount of time is fine. So and, yeah. and that's just a difference in philosophy, and it sounds like like you accept that rand fifty percent is not truly fifty percent. Yeah, you know, and, for and, for yeah. a good game designer, like when you're going into things, and like you're saying, like I would say it's not bad game design, but it's definitely frustrating. Like if I have to dodge a boss for like a minute and a half, yep. Whereas like most people only have to do it for like ten seconds, like that's way more frustrating. Like uh, and. Then it also starts to knot the back of your head where you're like, am I supposed to just die here? Right? Like, am I not supposed to be here? Do I not have the right proper equipment to beat this boss? Because there's not like any handholding telling you like, oh yeah, like you're supposed to be here right now. Maybe you're supposed to have like, you know, a rocket that opens up to the next sequence of events or something. So it's like you said, uh, that's kind of also the beauty of Metroidvanias as well. Like if you're feeling stuck on a sequence, like just die and then like go explore other areas. Right? And then, like, maybe you'll come back and you'll be like, wait, that guy just gave me a different sequence and this was super easy this time. What the hell? But, like, yeah. you got way better <laughs> like, yeah, to uh, yeah. come across, like, some other challenge. And, like, that can feel a little bit like the rug being pulled from underneath you. And, like, again, it's, I would say it's not bad. It's just frustrating. And, I, like, I would, it, yeah, I, I would argue. And I don't mean to interrupt. I just didn't want to lose this thought. Because uh, my brother in law, he, we, we raced Sonic Mania as well. And I believe it was uh, Metal Sonic or, uh, or, whoever had it was an rng boss as well and when when we were playing through sonic he was he was admittedly better at the levels than i was but i was better at the bosses than he was so that was our our skill break right i beat the boss before him and i beat the game before him um and he was super frustrated he's like that that fucking boss is rng it doesn't it doesn't matter and then (laughs) i'm looking at our vod right and I consistently was better at the boss than, than he was, even with supposed RNG, right? So are yep. you skill one out? Like at yep. the end of the day, skill wins out. And I I don't think that it's bad game design. I think if every single boss was like that, you'd have to advertise it. But I also think some people like myself enjoy the challenge. There's this very yeah. famous indie shmup called uh, uh, Warning Forever, where it's just nothing but RNG boss fights all the time. And yeah. you have to just figure it out. Uh, that game did very well because it's hard as shit. And maybe I, I have that masochist in me to, to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you look at like uh, RNG style, like Metroidvanias, I think like uh, Rogue Legacy comes to mind. Yeah, which it's I, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're like, I am not the best uh, game player, and like it took me, you know, like a long time, like eight or nine hours to beat that game because I just got a bad seat, and I was just like, I could start over, but I'm just gonna grind it out instead. Yeah, and it wasn't like, oh, this is bad game design, blah blah blah. Well, I got the, like the seed oh. generates every time you go into the castle, but yeah, go. Yeah, go. yeah, and like I just got a series of bad ones. Yeah, like you know, like fifteen or twenty of them in a row, like where you're like colorblind is short, maybe like and like you're not making any <laughs> progress, and like uh, I wasn't like this is bad. I was just like, all right, let me keep trying to get better by using like all these bad seeds. Uh, I'm sure right. like if I like restarted the game now and like try to play up, like I just crush it. Like yep. I'd be like, oh, this is easy. Like when I don't have like all these handicaps, uh, but like. I too kind of like enjoy a challenge and I'm not, I don't blame the game for it being hard or difficult or like getting like bad RNG, right? Yeah. Where you're yeah. like, oh, this is bad. Like there's definitely like placement and skills that you can learn in that game where you can overcome a lot of adversity. Like we're like, right. all right, I know if I go to like these series of rooms, I'm going to get like some gold here and here. And like you start min maxing your runs over and over again. And like yep. those compound into like, uh, you know, easier and easier runs. Yeah. It just takes longer than if you got like a good seed. Uh, right, right. So, you know, I, I, I think there's, and I'm, I'm glad you have the calm po- approach to it. So, so that's an yeah. interesting, interesting uh, state. Uh, so now I just wanted to, to get into saying that I loved Metroid Dread. I don't know if you'll, you'll play it because you, you don't have a Switch, right? So you might, you no. might not play it. I mean, it's, 
emulatable, but is it? Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The switches but, uh, that finally out too. there. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm have to look into. Um, but uh, I will say, We're coming soon there, to my Xbox Series. Are there X. any? Um, right. Are there any Metroidvanias <laughs> that that you've played that you really enjoyed? I know you just mentioned Rogue Legacy, but any that kind of come off the top of the dome for you where like you're I, like, I it's really just never this. been my type of game like honestly like i don't like exploration and stuff like i don't know maybe it's uh me like i'm pretty sure i, I have adhd i know like people like to throw <laughs> that out there but like i'm like 90 percent sure like I've, it's always been a problem so like if you put me in like a room and you're like explore this room i'm like this is the most frustrating thing possible to me because <laughs> uh, I, like i said like i try to play like ori in the blind forest and like uh there's some sequences in that where you do something and like it doesn't necessarily trigger like the event it's supposed to. And then I'm just like, I guess I did something wrong and like I'll go explore other areas. So I'll map out like the entire rest of the map. And I'm like, no, I come back here and then I do the exact same thing. I tried the first time and it works that time. And I'm like, I'm just like, all right, this game's bullshit. I'm done. <laughs> like, so I don't, to me, like it, they're just super frustrating uh, okay. for a different reason, not even like rng or boss battle or anything else wise it's just like finding shit yeah just finding shit i'm like i got enough shit i need to find in my real life like <laughs> it's just lost dude I, I will say uh i had kind of that same mindset as you uh until like as a teenager up until um i was going through i had a modded x I, I modded my xbox right my og xbox back in the day and I put all the emulators on, and I was going through games that I missed out on as a kid. And yeah. I, I hit it, this. This came at the perfect time. I just got like a Game Boy Advance. I bought Metroid Fusion, and I was like, "Well, this is the fourth game in the series. I should go back and play the others." Yep. And I've always started like Super Metroid, and was just put off by the somberness of it, and it not being like a Twitch platformer or a platform yeah, shooter that I'm used space. to. Um, I, t I took time. Um, I played through Super Metroid, and then so I, my my order was so fucking wonky. So I played through Super Metroid, the original Metroid on the NES, and then Metroid Fusion. Um, I didn't play Samus Samus Returns Metroid Two until probably like three or four years later when I found like a Game Boy emulator and then work work through that. So like ASMR Two or whatever um, or AMSR was a, an amazing godsend. The another Metroid remake, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that was that was great, and that's the preferred way to play Metroid Two, if if anyone can get that. But uh, I will say, after I beat, and and I went through all of these games without guides, right? And that that's the key. If you can get through without guides, you start noticing things in yep. in the room and stuff like that. That gets that that it gives me this sense of accomplishment that that it's just. I figured this out, right? It's yeah, it's aha moments, like I said, the like achievement point in life, right? It's like your own yeah. endorphin rush. Um, so the Metroid series consistently did that for me, and I beat all of them without guides. And I was like, okay, this is really good. So then I searched off more Metroidvania style games, and I definitely have an appreciation for them. When I realized that um, you can you could break these points, right? Like the sequence breaking was was something yeah. fun for me to figure out. But then not only that, but uh, a lot of these games told stories through the environment and yep. not through like dialogue or anything else. And I really enjoyed that dark souls and owes it owes a huge part of its, of its world design to Metroid. You know, it's dark, yep. dark souls. It's, it's just a big fucking 3d Metroidvania. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it really is. And, and it works so well. Um, the other, like the other ones I wanted to shout out, uh, Axiom Verge. I haven't played two yet, but, uh, I have it and I'm waiting to play it. Axiom Verge was amazing. Hollow Knight, of course. Uh, Guacamele is a co-op beat -em up Metroidvania. Uh, my wife and I played through the first one. It was fantastic. I just got the second one. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Shadow Complex won Game of the Year from multiple multiple publications on launch, and that was a fantastic Metroidvania. Uh, Do you feel like um, Castlevania could like uh, use a Dark Souls esque treatment for like a 3D approach to that game? Because they tried uh, with like the N64. Lords like, of Shadow did exactly that. Oh, well, yeah. Like, it wasn't so much Dark Souls as it was uh, like yeah, it was more Dark Souls than Devil May Cry, but you know it's kind of like a amalgam of that. And yeah. if you like the first Lord of Shadows, definitely is like that. And if you haven't played it, I think the combat's good enough for you, and the story's presented well enough for you to enjoy, even if you don't like Metroidvanias. Yeah, um, I, I like Devil May one. Cry. 
Yeah, yeah, you should you should give uh, Lords of Shadow a try, dude. It's all right. It's I think I might own that game actually. Yeah, no, it's 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 fucking solid. And if you follow the Castlevania lore, it's very fun. Like like lore wise, I've never been huge into their lore. Like I know like their Netflix anime is like supposed to be like a banger. And like I watched like the first two episodes of that, and I was like, eh. Oh, it's. Really That's good. like uh, Vampire Hunter D, you know, and like all that stuff. Like, <laughs> so, I'm like eh, yeah, there. the lore of Castlevania is like Bram Stoker's Dracula is the basis. Like the the yeah. actual book is is Castlevania's lore. It's it's I, I I love it, but you know, it's it is what it is. So yeah, man, I I think that if you gave some, I, I think maybe the gameplay would have to win you over to for you to like a Metroidvania. You know, like like maybe the yeah. gameplay has to be visceral enough. Um, like for me, it was just the aha moments and then me kind of latching on to those aha moments that made me truly appreciate the genre. Um, and you know, like Maybe I should try Hollow Knight. I haven't played Hollow Knight yet. Oh, and it's like, Hollow well, everyone so loves me- it. It's so mechanically sound that it. Like, yeah. Cause you're saying like, like talking said, like, like how, yeah, like you're like just saying like, if I got mechanically into a game, I'm like, I think Hollow Knight's like up there. Right. Like that's what everyone tells me. So I'm like, yeah. I was gonna try something to try and get me took me back into a into a Metroidvania esque uh yeah into a Hollowvania Troid. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Metroid uh, Hollow Knight or Metroidvania Knight, I don't know. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Yeah. Nightvania. Uh yeah, maybe I'll have to give Hollow Knight a, a spin. Though. Yeah, dude. Um you can have Xbox like Game Pass, it's on there if you Oh dang. Second. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tohu, Tohu Luna Knights. If you know the uh, Tohu uh, uh, Shmup series that are of Dojin games, um, yeah. they have a Metroidvania that's also on Xbox Game Pass. Um, right. I hear it's short, but I don't know if it's short for people who play Metroidvanias or if it's a short game. But it looks really, really good. I haven't played it yet, but um, that's another. Right. I don't know why I know so much about Metroidvanias. This kind of came there's off the field for me as good, I talk. Man. Yeah, I mean, there's like weird ones too, like with mentioned rogue legacy there's one where it's like a pinball game where you play as a dung beetle what yeah bro there's a <laughs> lot of this. That's awesome. a lot of different metroidvanias bro yeah dude just type in like dung beetle pinball metroidvania yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you'll find it definitely check it out the uh, game's, uh, <laughs> seems different man yeah so um, um as we this is kind of our wrap-up time man do you got any final thoughts on the genre or anything or any final questions on metroid uh, or no, I'm glad to find out about like Hollow Knight uh, being on the Xbox Pass. That's huge. Big. It's a big uh, game changer for me. It's a a boon, as they would say. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, man. I'm glad that you're having fun with them. I'm glad you're getting like those aha moments with the second playthrough. I'll be interested to hear like your thoughts next week. Like if you get more of those or nothing, or if like you're just completely breaking the game now. Yeah. Uh, me, I know. I I understand like. Uh, the other person's like perspective on like how the game sequence shouldn't be like that unfair and like how that level of frustration can make somebody quit. But like, uh, I feel like that's just when you're put randomness in your game, you're going to get like some percentage of people who have like a bad time with it. It's just how randomness works. Like, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And like, you can do things to mitigate that as a programmer in your game, like with like, a like counters like you can set up counters in the background so it'll count the number of times a sequence happens and then like be like okay the mo- it can't go more than like three in a row and then like right. after that like you know it'll, it'll sequence break like coding wise uh sure. so th- there's definitely like something to take into consideration when you're designing games like uh at that level but yeah man it's have purpose when you're designing a game too like we talked about with like your metroidvanias or your celeste or uh hollow knights like everything that's in that map start thinking about it from like a game designer perspective like it's usually there for a reason yep and uh the game designers tend to know like what you can and can't do because they play a ton of their own game <laughs> uh, and like even like they said with hollow knight there was a few things that even the game designers didn't account for and they had to go in and patch yeah. because of soft locks but yeah uh yeah man this is this is the final thoughts you know uh <laughs> yeah i, I was gonna say, you, man? from a designer standpoint um i actually like players breaking my game right because it shows that they're having a level of enjoyment from it from any mechanic that i've made to where they want to kind of push boundaries and yeah. for me to go back and design around these boundaries that they pushed is a very fun emergent gameplay and emergent development style that I enjoy. Um, 
you know, I, I think that, uh, like, really, I just kind of wanted to talk gush over Metroid Dread today <laughs> uh, yeah. because I haven't really got a chance to because, like, so it's my, a bi- my wife a is... Bi- is yeah, my my wife watched me play it. Right? She's like, she's like, you like this? It's like, yeah, it's fucking great. She's like, oh, okay. She's, it's like mostly me like looking in a room and shooting the walls. Right? She's like, yeah, this is fun. And I'm like, no, it's so fucking awesome. great. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, uh, loved Metroid Dread. I highly recommend it. Um, it's not a review. This definitely isn't a review. It's just me, you know, <laughs> basically. How many shurikens does it get? It gets forty of them, dude. Forty out of oh, forty. You know, we'll use the Kotaku rating. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, good shit i think uh that's our time uh shout out GG. shout out uh what was your buddy's name virus uh returns virus returns uh, shout out shout out him for uh the speed uh, running he's spanish because <laughs> that was he yeah, yeah so you okay. know it might not be for everybody if you tune in you're like why is this guy speaking spanish he, he speaks english as well but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah yeah spanish language okay. okay yeah 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 no that's cool all right man appreciate it i'm mr gimpy that's chipped monk Yep. Uh, like share subscribe Twenty thousand of your friends get them pull them in force them to watch it get the um clockwork orange things on and and put some eye drops in force it and uh right. we out <laughs> take care everybody we already peace <laughs>